Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And on this bonus episode, I have the privilege of talking to Priscilla and David from Malden, a band that is kind of hidden in the shadows amongst the big music industry. How are you guys doing? Hi, we're okay. Um, so uh, oh, we're, uh, I, I don't want to be the, the one to do this, but I'm going to be the one to do this. Um, the name of our band is actually Maudlin. Maudlin. Maudlin, yeah. So oh. much easier. But no, but it's okay though. Um, I don't think I have ever not corrected someone on that. So but I just yeah. figured like, you know, people might want to know should, that. We should, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like an ass. I've been saying it wrong forever telling people, oh yeah, go check out Malden. No, no. Okay. No, so it's totally cool. Like Maud. I said, no one ever gets it right. Yeah. I always say it's like maudlin, like the vocabulary word in ninth grade, because that's when I first learned it. And uh that's also when I first met David. So you know, awesome. Um, I guess. I guess sorry, I have some animal running around here. Um, I guess. Uh, I guess talk about. I guess like you know, I don't know how the band even got started. I, I always describe your guys' genre as almost like indie rock, but if it was like in the nineties, you guys have a very nineties influence. A lot of bands that were around that time. Yeah, that, we do. That's, that's fairly spot on. We grew up listening to the I'll Pixies and Weezer. Yeah. yeah, and so that was just like. You know, that's pretty heavy in there. But then also we like like Soccer Mommy and some of the, you know, cool, like grungier bands now. But it's not grunge music in the way like people hate grunge music. I think it's more like poppy. So if you like poppy music that has like grunge music in the way people love grunge music. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah no, it's it's more fun. Um, we just have a really good time. So, yeah, I don't know. We write a lot of weird songs, um, but. You know, that's kind of why we were really excited to like get hooked up with you because a lot of our songs are about monsters and creepy stuff and cryptids and urban legends and doing did, it. And did, you, did you want like, well, I'm derailing already. Did you want the story of, of how we found you? Well, before we get to that, um, I All guess right. for, I'll let you ask the questions. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, way I, uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, there's a something I guess to get to in a sense with people who are listening. Um, yeah. Maudlin. Uh, is the band that uh is the intro music to our podcast? If anyone listening, and uh, I mean, granted, you probably know that by the previous episode that I talked about, we were inter- telling you about this bonus episode. But yeah, this is the band that is our intro stuff. And uh, as soon as we heard uh you guys message us or message us talking about, hey, you guys want to do music? We were like, I, I I was trying to convince Megan, like, hey, why don't we just get them to do the intro song? Like, have one of their songs be the intro song, and I was, she was like, yeah, that's, that's because like, oh, what song do you think? And I was like, I listened to you guys catalogs and stuff like that. I was like, Stacy doll. Stacy doll has a very, it sounds like us when you, as soon as you hear it start and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like it, it, it fits our sound. And after playing it through a couple episodes, it, it fits very well. But, uh, yeah. I remember I was talking to Megan about the whole, you know, getting bonus episodes and doing interviews. It's like, why don't we just get the, the guy, the, the people from the band that, you know, is our intro because I, I guarantee people want to hear that. Plus, you know, a lot of people who listen to us because you're a horror or paranormal podcast like rock music or like metal. They're into that that side of of, of uh, the music thing. So it all fits in perfectly. But, yeah, I would like to hear how you guys uh, found us. Well, it's, it's so really quickly, like it's really funny. The song Stacey Doll, we do play it a lot. It's like our last song at some shows. And um, it just has this kind of. I don't know the 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 part you're using for the intro at the beginning. It has this like really building kind of fun, exciting 
part to it. So I think I thought it was super cool that you picked that song. I did not think you were going to pick that one. And I love the way it works. I think it's super fun. And normally the crowd, it's kind of a crowd favorite. Um, But that song was actually written when um, we were really young for an indie horror movie some of our friends were making. So I think it's like a perfect pick. But um, we found you because we were driving in Woodbury, Minnesota. We're from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We were driving in Woodbury, Minnesota, and in front of us was this That's just, just the burbs. This it just doesn't, yeah, doesn't like, matter which burb it was. We were in a burb. <laughs> we were in the burbs, and this like dilapidated like van was in front of us. And I'm gonna swear. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay. Cool. This dilapidated van yeah. was in yeah. front of us, and on it was just this giant ass bumper sticker that said "Mothman mate ate my entire ass at Denny's." And I was like, follow that van. <laughs> and then David's driving and he's like, all right, we're after it. And we followed this van for like two miles. And the, and I was like, who are these people? Because nobody knows this, but David's like a huge Mothman freak. Like he dresses I'm, as Mothman. I'm more of a fan. More of, yeah. I'm just Anyways, I'm a Mothman like, fan. Super into Mothman. And so we're, a... we're following this car. And the whole time I'm trying to like, Google lens the bumper sticker to try and like search this bumper sticker. And we find it is connected to an Etsy shop. And there's this group of like five young college kids who are trying to raise money to make it to Mothman Fest at Point Pleasant. And they're selling these bumper stickers. And so we um went to their Instagram and followed them. And then I saw you had liked one of their posts and I was like, hidden in the shadows podcast. What is that? That's so interesting. So I clicked on it and I was liking it. And I was like, let's just email these guys and see if they want to use any of our music because we seemed pretty similar. So, yeah. So it's, it's uh, you know, Mothman ass eating lettuce to you. All right. I never thought that would happen that way. But <laughs> yeah, no, nobody would. Nobody did. I didn't. I didn't. Um, That's how. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I didn't know you guys were. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't know you guys are from uh, Minneapolis, which is not horribly oh, yeah. far away from us, but it's still pretty far. But uh, I guess whenever we go through the area, I would like probably see you guys play at a show. Where are you again, Michigan? No, uh, North no. Carolina. Um, that's oh, very far. That's a hop skip. We're in a, Minnesota. Jump. I my geography is all messed up, so I don't. Okay, <laughs> so we're up by Canada. Oh, we're, we're like so. If you get to Chicago, keep you, going. Then it's like it's like another seven or eight hours. Jeez, oh, never mind. <laughs> we are nowhere near. You. I'm so sorry. I wish I could say that we were, but there are Minneapolis's all over the place, not just Minneapolis, Minnesota. Are there? Oh yeah, there's like four of them in the states, but not other like big ones. I don't know. Is it? Is this like Manhattan, Kansas? Yes. Yes. There's a there's a place called Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. There's yeah. a Hollywood, Maryland. You know. Yeah, and a Paris, Texas. I used to live there, or live. Uh, I live in Texas, but I remember yeah. Paris, Texas. Like, eh, that's just kind of anyway. thirty-five. <laughs> Take thirty-five up as high as it goes, then you hit us. Yeah, if you're in Texas, yeah, if you just get on thirty-five. Oh, were, yeah. were you in the Austin area? Uh, San Antonio. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, that's no, well. So no. thirty-five still by there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then, far. just like keep going forever on thirty-five. And it just it crash lands into Minneapolis. I feel like we're the Californians on SNL right now, and we're just telling people yeah. how to drive. Do you places. want to? How much of your podcast do you want to devote to us talking about interstates? Because uh, that's a haunted. Yeah. 
Well, no, uh, I mean, that was, it's interesting because we, me and Megan, the original, the original music that we used for the intro to the podcast was something I, I wrote, uh, on a music oh. app thing. Um, that piano intro and stuff like that. I, I wrote it on a, a music app thing, uh, that basically loops, uh, music tracks so you can change the melody or, um, uh, the, the music instruments or the, the, the time signatures, or whatever. So I put all that together to create our intro that we used for a while, but I always wanted, an actual song intro. And in my dream of dreams, uh, I would have like have something that's we well, me and Megan originally talked about having something that sounds like motionless and white, uh, mixed with like AFI with a little bit of muse. Uh is kind of what we're, <laughs> we're we're thought of in the, in like uh I guess like fantasy stuff. But when you guys hit us up, we were like, Oh, okay, let's check out the music, see if actually it works for us. And yeah, uh like Stacey Doll has that, that very like gothic indie feel of like like dark rock that we just listened to and you're like yeah this is this is this fits us so we decided to put it in there yeah Yeah, we thought your like logo and everything i don't know just and just the the topics were really fun and yeah we're all about that kind of stuff i feel like we're always pushing our paranormal side and our fans are like yeah 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 yeah." but but it's about the music we like music and we're like yeah but what about this like fun like spooky paranormal stuff we do and then they're like yeah 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 like let's listen to some music you know so it's it's cool that um that uh that you like that stuff too that's fun for us well yeah majority of my music tastes are surround with metal and like heavy 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 stuff Uh, uh, but i do uh listen to other anything underneath the rock banner like i my favorite band uh is afi that's my favorite band of all time um and then, like, of course, like '90s rock and stuff like that, because I was born in '87, so oh, yeah. majority of the stuff in the late '90s I grew up as a kid with. So, um, so it's like your biggest. In what was like your biggest band that you were just freaking out over in, in high school? AFI. It was AFI. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny? I think I think like when you get out of high school, your favorite band just becomes your f- favorite band until you die. Usually, I think so that's, that's kind of where where it ends. But yeah. yeah, no, I mean they're they're always my favorite since I heard them like the two thousands. I think um, that around that time I, I started becoming a fan, and I've liked them ever since to this day. And that's how I kind of labeled as my favorite band. But I guess when it comes to your guys' music uh, influences, I don't know. Like, what do we say is each of your guys' favorite band that probably influenced majority of uh, uh, modern sound? Oh, jeez. Um, I mean. I mean, we're we're both really into the Pixies. Yeah, we well, at least um, we were when we yeah we started in, in writing high, a lot in of high music. school. We were into the Pixies, but we really went. We which, did go through a big muse phase for which, a while, which wasn't when the Pixies were big. We're not that old. No, but we did um, go through like a big muse phase for a while. Yeah. Oh, um, what else? What else do we listen to? Damn! Oh, Foo Fighters! Shitloads of Foo Fighters! <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I listen to a lot of like sad girl music though too, and so does David. So like we're big into like Phoebe Bridgers and Lucy Dacus and yeah the, stuff like that. The sad people. What's the um? What's the the band that does Paul? What I don't know. Paul, you know. <laughs> and then they have the song about driving through Winona Shark. Shark's not a uh, b- big thief. Yeah, big thief. I don't know. Pretty cool. Um, what's the heaviest stuff we listen to? The absolute heaviest, I would say. Well, well Pixies get pretty heavy. Pixies get pretty freaking heavy. There's like screaming and everything. Yeah, I don't know. Is, there, is Nirvana Sorry, still cool? 
no, it's making a comeback because yeah. they're oh, selling the, 30, the, you know, the 30th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. 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 So. Um, they're telling us it's cool right now. Not to uh, 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 expose you guys, but um, I'm 34 myself. How old do you guys say? Wait, you can't ask us that. <laughs> this is like, you, like a, this is, I graduated in 2000. So, so this is... Okay. So, um, you guys look close to my age. That's why I asked. Because, like, you guys are talking about, you know, know, broadly speaking, you know. Uh, (laughs) Um, um, One time, also, just because I brought up Nirvana, um, Chris Navaselic budged in front of me in a porta potty. And in Texas. Yeah. And and that wasn't very cool. (laughs) But, you know, there, he did, he did get a picture taken with me before that, though. So maybe he was like, I already, I already gave this guy a picture. I need to piss. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the details. So there's that. Mm. Uh, I mean, at the, I was trying to think of, <laughs> but um, so as being fans of horror and stuff, you guys are the influence you guys music, um, and the podcast that we are with you know the paranormal. I I said remember before we were talking earlier that everyone has a paranormal story of some kind. Um, yeah. Yeah. What would you say is your most like profound paranormal experience that you guys experienced, either together or separately? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just got to be, you know, trying to fit in while wearing like the human form. With it gets really itchy, and just the the whole experience of learning to like you know eat vegetables and things like that because normally it's you know live animals. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really itchy that that's probably the the thing for me i don't know priscilla uh, yeah you know Dave, Dave, that was a reptilian joke i know, I know. <laughs> well i'm not the conspiracy theorist ones but we did the oh, episode okay. on that. <laughs> oh yeah no um no oh. what's your real like biggest i have a bonkers uh, one I mean, that i need help with so i'll save mine oh yeah she she does okay so what do you want what genre are we going of weird we got things so that have much happened stuff. to us? Um, we put them on the spot. Yeah. Well, majority of my time and experience and expertise surround the supernatural, i.e. ghosts or spirits and demons okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. So um, should we? Do Heffern Hall? Yeah. So David and I are from Winona, Minnesota. And Winona is known as just this weird, creepy, dark, haunted little town. And um, people think that it's like this super touristy, cutesy little college town. But that happened recently. Like before that, there's a lot of messed up stuff that happened there. And everything weird that's ever happened to us has happened in Winona. No, not that. I've had other weird stuff. Have you? I well, a lot of well, I guess Winona area. Yeah, Winona area, like the okay. surrounding area. But we also found out that it's like near some massive ley line issues, though, too. Like, and right, do you know about ley lines? Are you into? Yeah, we actually did an episode on it where we uh, we talked did you? about okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's some like ley some line other- intersections, and then also there's some um civil war burial grounds. Also, the yeah, we wrote a song about the cemetery there. We did. Also, the um. Yeah. David. <laughs> also, the um, the golf course was literally built over burial grounds, the native the Native American burial grounds. Like there was a lot of, there's been a lot of stuff happening in this town. So 
Anyways, um, so David and I both experienced something at Heffron Hall. And if you Google Heffron Hall, it's a pretty famous haunting story. And we experienced something there. And then I experienced something in the hills above the um, Civil well, War Cemetery. You're, you're going to gloss over it. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying those are our two major stories, I think. Hmm. Well, um, and then and then the the Grace Place Mansion. Oh yeah, but that. Anyway, but so the Heffron still, Hall one. So Heffron Hall, um, back like around the turn of the century or slit. I don't know if it was the twenties or forties. I honestly forget. I want to say forty three, but I could be totally wrong. There was a bishop that was murdered by another bishop, and there were all these crazy hauntings afterwards. Of these, and then they shut down the third floor and the fourth floor for like. 50 years or something crazy yeah, like for that. a while it's a long then, time then they then they renovated them and put dorms in there because of course <laughs> but but this is the only place i've ever heard of like where it's like it was like the like super classic like chains dragging on the ground is like what people heard a lot of times and the stuff that you think of in you know like uh just caricatures of a ghost story yeah but so, that's what like a lot of the people claim their you know voices and stuff like that and then really classic stuff dragging across the floor and stuff like that so of course when we were bored um, on halloween on halloween mm, um, of all days of all yeah, days, yeah. And it was like kind of kind of the middle of the night and we were talking about heffern hall and then one of our buddies was like well i um i know a dude that lives there he's in the dorms and we're like oh yeah text him you know see if see if he's up and he was up and we're like, well, see if he wants to let us in so we can go snoop around. It was around. like six of us. And he did. So so we went. And uh, we went up to the um, the creepy floor. And it was totally dark. There's just, um, you know, like exit signs and some things like that. But there's no lights. It's about two in the morning at, at this point. And we're just kind of walking around and... Then, um, but a bunch of us decided to just like sit down because we were just kind of tired. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, boring. It was, it was really like, boring. Like most like stuff like this is, it's it's either it's either exciting for like five seconds or completely boring. And it was a weird, completely boring part. And then I realized, like, I'm like staring at the wall, kind of like looking at things real close up, and I see a face looking back at me that I recognize. And there's a picture of my uncle hanging there. And this is not supernatural. This is just, this is an actual physical picture. And I, I forgot my uncle worked there and we're like right up at his office. And so we're sitting there and I'm like, oh, hey, this is my uncle's office. And everyone's looking at the door and then the door just starts moving. It oh just, just boom, 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 and boom, so then it was like, ah. But and we're like, okay, it's the wind. There's some air pressure going on or something, yeah. right? We, well, we freaked out yeah. for a second, and then and we, we all came kept, back. Yeah, and then, we're just and then we're still hanging out by. We're all hanging out by the door, and every once in a while, like dunk like that, and we're like, that's pretty messed up. So we're like, it's yeah, it's got to be a vent or maybe like an air pressure thing. Maybe when the heat kicks on, it does that. So we're trying to like see what's going on. Of course, we try the door; it's locked because it's two a.m. You know. And it's in it's a professor's office, so nobody's there. And we're just kind of snooping, trying to get a bit closer look. And I'm like right there staring at the door and the knob moves. It just goes. And it wasn't like a it was like a 
Yeah. It was like this slow, very purposeful turn. And the door had been locked. We'd already tried it. And we knew that his uncle wasn't there. And we like freaked out and everyone ran except, um, Marcella I, sucks at running. No, I suck <laughs> at running. But then also I had to stay behind because I forgot that I think it was Sherry was in the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no. <laughs> anyway, I booked it. it I ran. Scary. Everyone else ran. Priscilla's screaming for people not to run. Um, and I, I, I did come back, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys I went back. back. I stayed in the car. But I mean. No, no, no. I mean, I came back for you. Oh, yeah, probably. I went running and then realized you weren't right behind us. And then I went running back and found you. And she wasn't dead. No, um, or strangled. But <laughs> anyway, that's it. That, that, that's, that's David's. But um, what? Mine's a, mine's a little bit uh, freakier. But, but anyways. Oh, yeah. And she, she probably needs viewer help on yours because. What? If anyone else has had a similar thing with your weird thing. Yeah. So. So anyways, that was David's. Um, but but my story is, is a little bit more insane. And and I really, really, truly need the help of anybody who can help me out figuring out what happened to me. Um, well, so, a, lot of, a lot of weird things me and Megan have heard over our time doing this podcast and as, a, as a, an investigators as well. And there's some things that I've done and experienced that you probably would never believe. Um Ugh. Just because uh, it's not commonly known amongst the psychic community, or at least mm-hmm. the paranormal community. Um, actually, I did a whole episode on that uh, about which episode because I haven't gotten to listen to a ton of episodes, but I try and um, catch the new ones. But which episode did you talk about? Um, talk about that with you remember? I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> you just said you did an episode. Oh well, yeah. Well, I I, uh, I did an episode by myself where I talked about my ability and how oh okay yeah and how uh, rare and unique and it's almost out of this world of how it works. But um, yeah, I did a whole episode by myself um, talking about it, going through at least what I know. Granted, I'm probably to do a part two now because it's upgraded since then. But um, yeah, that's what, it, what I talk about, like out of the world and stuff like that. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. But when it comes to your story, uh interested here because we like helping people with um, something with supernatural they can't really explain or even try to figure out on their own. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've even taken this to Reddit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you say that like that's the be all end all. Like, no, no, no. I've even talked to Reddit. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I'm a big Reddit. I, I love Reddit. Even, I'm... even Craigslist. They had, they had no idea. <laughs> no. Um, I, I did a lot of like research on my own. I'm a huge researcher and I, and by research, I mean like a reader. Um, anyway, so I, I really like looking things up and I have, I have scoured the internet and I cannot figure out what's going on. And there is one, there is one thing that everybody brings up, but I will tell you it is not that. So I'll tell you my story really quickly. And you tell me if you have any it's idea. A hell of a it is a hell of a buildup, but it was that momentous for me. Um, okay. I had, ex- I've experienced like ghosts and stuff like that before, but I never experienced anything like this. So in Winona, there is an old, what? I said, of course. Winona. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is an old cemetery called Woodlawn and um, it kind of goes. So I don't know if Winona is in the driftless region of Minnesota and there's a lot of, um, very, very, very steep bluffs or hills, kind of similar to like the Poconos or something like that. 
and um the the hills have a lot of walking trails and we spent a lot of time up in the hills like in middle school and high school and it's just something you do where you go up and you go up into the bluffs and you hang out and you have a bonfire and you look over the city and the place where we always like to have our fire overlooked this woodlawn cemetery which just kind of like crevices up into the where the where two bluffs meet and the one thing about the cemetery is that like it's kind of grown over over time and you'll find toppled tombstones like way up in the hills and they're like civil war and there's a potter's field and there's like a children's gray a grave area and everything it is super creepy super cool totally worth visiting if you're ever in that area so we're doing a. We decided to go up there. There's about five or six of us. We're up at this uh, fire circle, looking over the the cemetery. I, I was there, and um, there was no moon. So normally we do it on like a full moon because you can see where you're going. But there's no moon, so we all got out our phones and um, to light what we were doing, like our green phone lights or whatever, to look for sticks. And we go out into the brush, and we're all spread out. And I head into for, for firewood for firewood. Yeah, we yeah. had like stick aficionados. I was looking. <laughs> my, my job was to find tiny sticks. Anyway, so I went into the brush, <laughs> and um, and the brush is probably like I don't know four feet tall. And I have my phone out. I'm trying to tell this without using because nobody can see my hands. No, but um. <laughs> I was like crawling. I do have hands. I do have two. Um, I was crawling through the brush kind of or squatted down and I had my phone out about a foot in front of me looking for sticks and about a foot in front of that. So we're talking arm's length away is something off the ground about 16 inches, the size of an ostrich egg and the shape of an ostrich egg. And it's pure white and it is floating there (laughs) and it's fleshy and it has age spots on it. And I am frozen. And I, and I just, I just held my phone this on this thing. Right. And it slowly turns and it's a face (laughs) and it's a humanoid face. And I, I, I went home and I immediately drew a photo, a picture of it. Um, and it's dark, completely black eyes glossed over uh, a mouth that's incredibly wide, but it's not open. And there were no ears. <laughs> it was like a flat spot on the side. And it had just these really thick wrinkles on the top, completely bald. And then just really sunken in the cheeks. It looked really, really old. And we stared at each other for a second and it was evil as all evil gets. Like it was so scary and I could feel it in my bones and it spun around and then (sighs) zoomed off. It didn't make a sound. It didn't brush a, a single twig, none of that. And I was so scared. And I'm normally the kind of person that sounds the alarms. I freak out. I hyperventilate, whatever. This is how I knew it was true. I went back to the fire all alone and I sat there and I didn't talk for the rest of the night and I didn't tell anybody about it till the next morning. And I still, to this day, cannot figure out what it was. And it's not the head with wings or the disembodied head, or there's this, uh, I have scoured native American legends, creatures, everything. I cannot find anything that fits the description. 
And I've showed the photo to so many different people who are into paranormal stuff and they can't figure it out either. So what do you think, Isaac? Did you hear a sound? Any? Uh... No, it was completely silent. Okay. So that that uh, takes out the idea of aliens because something that close should get off a, a magnetic like uh, electricity sound. Um, oh, like, interesting. When you hear a light bulb turn on, like you can hear that the filaments yeah. vibrating, that, yeah. that kind of sound. Oh, yeah. Usually people relate to aliens uh, being close to. Because aliens, they don't give off a sound of ships don't. But if you're close enough, you can hear that. It's almost like a magnetic sound. So I think you roll up aliens. But the fact that you said it looked evil uh, makes me think it supernatural. Yeah, it didn't look. It was supernatural. It didn't look evil. It felt evil. Yeah. You know now, what I mean? Like yeah. inside me. <laughs> and I would say, <laughs> yeah, I would say the shape reminds me of an orb, how you describe. Well, orbs are not always like perfect circles. Like they're not like, right. like spheres. They're, they're, they come in different shapes. Uh, funny enough, uh, when, I, when I was on a paranormal team, we investigated a place. And we caught an orb on a night vision camera that was in the shape of a question mark. Like, Whoa. A, like a literal oh, question mark. Yeah. That's now, it. Yeah, he said you you saw the back of its head. I saw the back of its head, and then it spun and looked at me, and then it and then it turned away from me and went. <laughs> now, was there like shadow around the face? Like, like could you like just see possibly shoulders, or just basically like a floating head? No, it was floating. I thought it was like I thought it was some form of like nest at first because I sat there and I looked at it for like a good. 60 seconds 30 60 seconds i don't know but i studied it for a second i was like what the hell is that because it was just hanging there in midair and i was like there's nothing holding this thing up there's nothing yeah because i've come across shadow men shadow people i've come encounter with demons i've come encounter with regular spirits uh i've seen swinging feet in trees and stuff like that <laughs> but <laughs> what, what? what swinging, like, swinging feet in trees like someone was hanging oh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. But funny enough, seeing spirits and ghosts like clearly as you have, I've never experienced myself. I mean, I mean, I've seen a shadow figure like peek around the corner up his shoulders like this and kind of turned its head and oh looked at me. But yeah. um, yeah. nothing, nothing in detail as you, you described. So it's all, it, it reminds me like you seeing like an orb, but the orb takes shape as someone's face. Like it's midway morphing into the actual person that it was trying to emulates oh. like a spirit yeah. like, the, like yeah. it was an orb force and then it started mutate or changing into the person or ghost that you would see but you caught it midway through and you just basically caught the face ahead of it but that's fact, interesting that you yeah. bring that up yeah the fact that you felt darkness from it uh yeah that's that's the that's the more interesting part because uh there are times in the early investigations that i've done that i've had like fight or flight feeling um and if that fear shot through you by just looking at it, granted, the fear of unknown is really what you know, what struck you first. But if you felt like in your in your inner soul or something that it was evil, then probably good good uh good guesstimate that it was it was something dark. But that you know, was, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up that morphing thing because just like two weeks ago, I was listening to a different paranormal podcast. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> there are other ones we're not we're not exclusive. um but it was a british one and and this man was reading a story that this woman who's a senior citizen had sent him about when she was a little girl and she lived with her dad and she saw this 
creature enter her room and she instantly knew that it was something uh, not good. And it started to morph in front of her into what she described as looking like someone who's trying to be a clown or someone who is trying to look friendly to children and doesn't know how. And it was straining very hard and she could feel it was physically trying to convince her that it was friendly and it was obviously failing. And she experienced that when she was six. Yeah, super messed up. And she experienced it when she was six and she ran to her dad and her dad held her all night. And then like a little while later they moved and she always thought that it was fake until she told her brother about it when they were like in their sixties. And her brother's like, no, dad told me about that too. He saw it too. And um, so that's interesting that you brought that up because I'd never heard of anything like that until I listened to that. So that was a really good observation on your part, Isaac. Maybe it was something weird like that. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, the fact you saw it in the woods would determine that it was something there. Because uh, most of the investigations that we've done, Ooh, more than 80% of them we, we've done have been in the woods um, around mm-hmm. here. Uh, North Carolina, we we have uh, the Croatoan National Forest that's near us that's you would think is, is haunted as it is, but yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty haunted. And I don't know it's a fact that every member on my team has psychic abilities of some kind and that attracts every spirit in the area to come, hey, talk to us, but every investigation we've done, except for one, um, has been active. Like, we've heard footsteps walking we've heard whispering we've heard people yelling we've heard uh we've caught stuff on camera or something like that it's just like it's a good chance we're out somewhere that's supposedly haunted it's we'll find someone or somebody there but um in the woods um with with that native americans when it comes to that there are spirits that are still attached to the land not saying that it it was in your barrier ground but there are spirits that still be attached to the area because um the Cronotoon Forest that we went to, we caught uh, a shadow figure of a Native American man. And the shadow figure is in perfect shape of what you would expect a Native to look like. Like he had the uh, the poncho kind of shirt thing with the belt around. What looks like there's uh, like almost like shin pads on his on his, on his legs. And he's holding like an, a, a tomahawk or something in his, in his hands. His head wasn't fully developed in the picture, but you see the rest of his body and that's what you get. So with that, I would say there's might be some possibly native attached to it or depending on the area uh does someone have die out there is that known for people dying in that area is there some some history to that yes no there's so much history actually there's um tons of people that have died in those hills yeah um they're dangerous a weird place it is very weird and it's on the mississippi it was a logging town um so there have been hundreds of i mean i don't know if you know anything about logging but it's the most dangerous occupation um it's also the last city in the country to enforce prohibition and prostitution laws um, <laughs> so it was it was like it's like so between saint paul minnesota and chicago illinois it's the halfway mark and it was connected to the the railroad and then the barge system on the river so it was a, a really big trafficking thing in prohibition and like Capone and all those people and would, Dillinger, they yeah. they would drive through there. It's funny because actually growing up, my my best friend's uh, uh, grandparents um, back in the day, one grandfather was Dillinger's driver, and the other grandfather was on the police force uh, trying to find Dillinger. And then they're you know down the road, their kids got together. Um, 
which is funny, but um, yeah, no, there's, there's all sorts of stuff in yeah, that area. Tons of weird history. And, you know, there were all sorts of things too, when we were younger where, um, you know, it was funny because I always thought like my mom was a bit of an alarmist when it came to this kind of stuff, but she'd always be like, careful when you go in the woods, I heard people were doing weird stuff in there again. And I used to be like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But now that I'm older, I was like, oh yeah, during the nineties, there was this like period of time where there was like some strange, there was like a strange group in town. They would do some strange things, but again, strange, strange is, uh, the territory. No, but what I was going to say is strange is subjective, you know, (laughs) that's true. Um, yeah. So, uh, when it comes to the woods and people doing strange things, most of the time it never turns out to be good. Um, right. Majority <laughs> yeah. of the time. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. One of the uh, main were, places that we investigated called uh, Octagon House that had woods outside uh-huh. that we investigated the most. And we've, uh, the team before I joined, uh, they found a cauldron, your typical looking mm-hmm. cauldron that had been used in a circle okay. area out in the wood area. Um, which can only mean bad things. And judging from when I went there with them afterwards um, and how my ability works, yeah, there is or was uh, a lot of evil there that was either summoned or already there and agitated. Yeah, that's crazy. So do you you want a a story about a haunted house? (laughs) Whatever you get. Um. This, this one's this one isn't quite as heavy as that one. <laughs> it's um, pretty. It's pretty light. <laughs> um, but so there's there's a lot of Victorian homes in Winona, um, and uh, a friend of mine, his mom, started some kind of charity in this mansion, and it was called Grace Place. So the that's what the 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 mansion was known as the Grace Place Mansion when when I was a kid, and um. And I was, I don't know, I was like 12 and I was talking with that friend and then another friend and they just spent the night there and they'd said that in the middle of the night, they were telling ghost stories and they're in a room and then the wall light just turned on in the middle of them telling stories. And of course I'm like, shut up. That's, that's a bunch of crap. That's bullshit. And the following week, they're like, well, why don't you come over and we'll do another sleepover, the three of us. I was like, cool. So we're there and and I'm kind of investigating, doing a thing. And the light that turned on was on uh, built into the wall and it's on a sconce. And the way you turned it on was just twisting the bulb. Right. So I figured out if, you know, if this is almost on and then you kind of like tap the wall, it just turns on. And David was the ghost. End of story. Yeah. No, no. So I, so I'm the investigator. I'm like, Oh, see, that's easy peasy. That's, that's the, the end of that story. So, and, and it's this weird room that we're sleeping in. They're renovating the house. So it's kind of, it was like an old dining area and there's a kind of a double door to get in. And that's the only way in or out. And the biggest space for us to put out sleeping bags was right in the doorway. So we're all lined up together in the doorway and it's a, about 2 a.m. again when all sorts of stupid stuff happens. And we start telling ghost stories. And somebody gets scared. And we start arguing. And someone's like, David, go turn on the light. I'm like, no way. I'm not getting up. You turn on the light. No, you turn on the light. And then all of a sudden, click. And the lamp that's next to the wall sconce turns on. 
about this is like about three feet away from it. And when it comes on, everyone's still lying down. There's nobody else in the room. And then there's like a long pause and someone's like, David, go turn off the light. (laughs) (laughs) You no way. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that was weird. And, and to that, we still talk, the three of us still talk about that um, and and how weird that was. But that's nothing like hanging legs in a tree. No, it it wasn't like, it wasn't like evil trying to get us, but it was kind of weird. I mean, it's not, it's not the usual behavior from a lamp. For sure. So, <laughs> uh, I used to be a musician myself. Um, I played. Oh, well, I kind of yeah. figured when you brought up that you wrote the song. Um, I, I played bass, or I did play bass for about thirteen years. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, uh, I had a Schecter stiletto five string uh, nice. that I played with. Uh, was it a uh, acoustic brand? Uh, Four ten cab on the top of a one fifteen cab was I think a sixteen watt head. It was there you go. Uh, with a Sam Zamp pedal, and you guys know what I'm talking about. Some people are like, oh yeah, I, I have that Sam Zamp pedal. Yeah, I know <laughs> yeah. exactly what you're you talking about. You can't play. Ba- I think you can't be like a solid bassist without Sam Zamp. Well, I used it for the crunch that that because it gave me that my sound that I searched for was like uh like a a, a distorted sound but with balls behind it. So the best way I always describe yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Um, without I, getting too high endy, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, I well I played in a lot of deathcore and death metal bands and a couple of metalcore and stuff like that. One hardcore band. Um but when I played shows at different locations around San Antonio, I did we did like a, a mini tour in Texas, which that's picking up state on its own. Um yeah. but we did go to a few locations uh uh club wise that were supposedly uh like haunted, um or at least in oh. the experience of the, well, the club owner could talk, talk to us a couple of times beforehand. We talked to like some of the opener bands that were there. We just, just talking about stuff. And I don't know how the subject of paranormal came up. I think one of us had a shirt on it. We're like something about ghosts or something. Um, but yeah, we were talking, Oh, you know, this place is haunted, right? I was like, what? It was like, I think it was a club in, uh, I want to say it was South Texas area. I can't remember the name of the damn city. It's too like, bad because David's also a booking <laughs> agent, so he knows like every club. Well, not every club. Well, There's a lot of clubs. Okay, well, whatever. well, this wasn't like like a ma- big city. It was like maybe I don't know, population of fifty thousand people, um, and it had like one rock club that we knew one of the band members in uh, that played there, and he invited us to play it because we were going through the area. We were headed to El Paso, and so it's in between uh, Dallas and El Paso areas. I can't remember the name of the name okay. of it. I want to say Fort yeah. Worth, but somewhere outside the area of it. Anyway, okay. it was it was I'd be like 12, 13 years ago. But no, the club oh, was supposed to, was old. It used to be a bar. It used to be uh this, it used to be that, and then it finally turned into a club owned by this one guy. And he was telling us that um if you go backstage and you're by yourself, you might see someone standing um towards the door that you use to get on stage. Like it goes up little stairs and then you take a take a right, this little hallway, then you go to the curtain, you're on stage. He said if you stay if you're in the back and you walk to it, and it's, it's dark. Sometimes you see someone standing, uh, like they're waiting to go up the stairs, right? <laughs> I didn't see it, but my drummer did, right? Because oh I was—I remember I was getting my stuff out of the out of the, out of the truck because we used a, a truck. We we were out of, we used one of the like the we call it trailers. We had a stuff in, and I was getting myself out of the truck, and I came back, and because I was like 
he's drunk stuff here. Where the hell is he? So I was like, hey, Brandon, where'd you go? And I, I walked in there. He was like standing. He came, came walking back with like a white look on his face. He's like, what? I saw the guy. I saw the guy. I was like, what guy? He's like, what well, they told us about? He's standing right there. I was like, what are you talking about? So I walked over there. Like, there's no one here. It's like, yeah, there was someone standing there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Like, I'm like, when we're talking about this, I'm like, thank God Whelan is not here because I don't think he has the stomach for this stuff. What this our drummer? I don't think. Guy? No, I don't think Wheelan has the stomach for talking about oh, these ghosty stories. Yes, Maybe he, he does. does. Okay, yes, well, I does. don't think he has. He's any. gonna listen to this and he's gonna be so pissed at you. <laughs> uh, but I, what, no, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I feel for your drummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So Brand- so yeah. <laughs> Brandon was not always. Um, I mean, he was one of the best drummers I ever played with. But he was when it came to paranormal stuff. He he didn't like watching horror movies. I'd say that. So when he saw that he was freaked out for big time, um, I told him, and lucky we didn't play for another 45, almost an hour after that. So he was kind of calmed down by the time we started playing. But yeah, he said, I'm not going in there with anybody there. Like the whole time <laughs> we all had, like, I, I don't know if it was a ruse to help him bring his drum stuff in or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, we had to, like each of us had to go with him every time we go back and forth. And he stayed in the club the entire time. He didn't go in the back until we left. Um, but yeah, I remember That's that. Place. How you know it's real. Yeah. But there was a few places in San Antonio that were uh, supposedly haunted. I remember there was a club that was not well known. It was very, very small, like someone's house is small, um, like two two rooms. It was called the Ten Eleven in San Antonio, Texas. I don't know if it still exists or not, but it was on the the Waterwalk area, or Riverwalk area. Um, oh yeah. And there's a mansion within walking distance that was probably from like the early 1700s. Uh, and I remember a guy that I was friends with, he wasn't in a band or anything. He just, he just is normal in the scene was telling me, Oh, Isaac, you know, that place over there is haunted. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like, oh, go check it out. I'm like, I, all right. They're like, I remember I walked down and I couldn't even get into the place because like gated up and stuff. But yeah, looking at it, it had a creepy vibe and everything like that. So when did you start getting into all this stuff or has it always just kind of followed you? Or when did you finally start like saying, okay, I'm just going to, I'm I'm gonna like dive headlong into this paranormal stuff. I don't know where I put it. Um, I we say this on the podcast all the time. Uh, we haven't experienced everything that we talk about, but we've experienced most things that we talk about. And I, I said in other interviews, I don't choose to have the most weirdest life possible, but it just seems to be in my cards to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've experienced the paranormal since I was a kid. Um on my ranch, the infamous ranch. If you listen to the early episodes, I always, I refer to it and everything paranormal that I experienced having on this ranch in Texas. Wow. Um, and then I think randomly here and there experience after experience. And someone would always tell me a story. Um, and many of the bands I was in majority of my early twenties, I was in and out of the music scene for up until that, until I moved here in North Carolina with my wife. Um, but then when I met her, uh, she told me this in about a week of us dating that she has uh, ghosts that follow her around. Megan has had spirits follow her around since she was a kid. And I can attest to that because in our early days of us dating, every time that I stayed her at her place, something paranormal would happen. From me being grabbed underneath the bed from seeing... Oh. <laughs> Did that freak you out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something grabbing my ankle from underneath yeah. the bed. I thought it was one of her sister's um, cause I looked, cause we were, I was in my, yeah, we were young and she used to live with her parents at the time. And I remember looking at the bed, I was like, nope, there's no one there. And then seeing her door handle rattle from her closet, like someone's inside trying to get out. 
um, from seeing someone peek around the down the hall, looking at me like that, a, a young girl, um, hearing my name called very clearly behind my ear in a space that no one could stand there. Um, yeah, uh, everything paranormal. It, it jumped up to the uh, up degree when I started dating her in the beginning, and she thought it would scare me off. But no, no, I actually, uh, I was into this stuff. Yeah, it's a mistake. What made you stick around? She must be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, she. I mean, she found a guy who was into the paranormal. So actually, I was like, yeah, no, "Oh, cool. What's going to happen next?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we move here because uh, we just newlyweds and trying to get our feet in the ground. And her grandmother has been here since the seventies and offered us to live with her free of rent in her five bedroom house. So uh, we stuck around here. And then we were talking like bedroom talk about like, you know, weird things every now and then just like our, what happened through our day. And we like, let's make this a podcast. And yeah. And everything, we just shared our paranormal stories and we figured out that between the two of us, we can fill up an entire novel amount of experiences we had. <laughs> I um, couldn't believe it that you had over a hundred podcasts. Like I was like, what? It's amazing. Oh, episode. I was like, what are you talking about? Podcast. Like, only episode. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Lingo. <yeah. laughs> but, um, and then I would say as of almost a year and a half ago, yeah, uh, we joined up with the paranormal team because in 2020, my ability awoke within me, uh, what I can do. And Megan depth deeper into her psychic abilities of what she can do. Uh, to the point where now I would say that she has the potential, and I always say this to brag, but it's just because from what she's been able to do, she has the potential to be the most powerful psychic um, in existence. Hmm. With oh, her, that is big. Yeah, with what she can do and the information she can find out, um, and a lot of things that she's done so far, I'm just I was blown away about. The stuff that she can find about about anyone and just meeting them, knowing their intentions and stuff like that. Um, and I, my ability is extremely limited. It's it's one thing. It's it's one particular thing, but it is very useful in in sticky situations when it comes to uh, investigating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and we are doing that and this at the same time because that's all. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So because we want to share our stories, we want to want to get the the information out about the paranormal for people who are either skeptics or maybe they need like hear a story of ours, like I experienced that, and we can help them out from our experience and what we've learned and stuff like that. Or yeah. in such cases, maybe they need help because um, sometimes you can't deal with these things alone when it comes to the paranormal. Because we offer our services as a paranormal team free to anyone who needs them. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that just need to know they're not crazy too. Yeah. You know, and to just hear other people. I mean, there was a lot of stuff I saw as a child that I didn't remember until I was like 16. And I didn't have anybody to talk to about it, you know? And like, still, I tell people, I, I tell friends about like the crazy stuff that happened to me and no one believes that they, you know, they just think it's like, you know, when you're at a party or something and people start sharing ghost stories or spooky stories, like, you're always like, whoa, tell me more. That's a bunch of crap. Like, and nobody ever believes it, you know, and it almost feels like people are trying to one up each other, but the each person is probably telling their truth and no one believes them, you know, and, and I felt like, yeah, until I was like, you know, total grown up, like no one ever believed me. David always believed me, but I mean, but I'm not very credible. 
<laughs> that's, but, that's... but no, it's so true though that like having someone to talk to who believes you and who's like, yeah, totally. You know, like I had a lot of really crazy paranormal things happen to me as a child. And yeah, like it's weird. You know, you forget that kind of stuff too. And then when it comes flooding back, you're like, am I nuts? You know? Yeah. And most people, when they experience things like that, they don't want to experience it again. But right. yeah. not me and the missus. We go head first <laughs> into it. <laughs> we we hunt these things. We find them. Um, when it comes to dark entities and stuff like that, it, it, we don't run from them. We come at them. And yeah, that's uh, that would freak a lot of people out, especially like how can you how can you do that? How can you go looking for like the most dangerous places? Like, is that what we're supposed to do? I mean. Our abilities aren't going to be put to the wayside and forgot about. You know, it just we we have to use them for what they are and stuff like that. Um, I feel like we've gone off the rails of talking about music. And not no, <laughs> like no. I feel like people always just think we're you know oh just talk about music, but it's like we are um, multifaceted. Um, yeah, we we're, do we're a lot complex of, individuals. Yeah, with, we haven't even we haven't even talked about UFOs yet. Yeah, I mean, no, there's I, so much stuff. Or, or the fact the, that wait. we are self-published on Amazon and that um, I made a, a, a parody, um, a, a flat earth um, observational field notes uh, guide that you can buy. And it's wonderful. And then David is also um, self-publishing a um, cryptids and a coloring book, a coloring book. And so, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible. really so bad. <laughs> and it's, Please buy them. It's not, well, it's not finished yet. Mine isn't. Priscilla's um, funny notebook is finished, but um, I still have some things to go and on like the the informational stuff about cryptids. The the premise is I took everything that I've learned um since high school and then um just without checking or looking, just tumbled it all out in the most humorous way I could think of without double checking any facts. And then I pair it with really bad drawings <laughs> and I, i'm really excited for that and my book out. is made for anybody who wants to take notes they think it's they flatter thing is funny or they think it's true and they want a legitimate notebook to, to write down their findings and... <laughs> either way it either goes way it, it goes both you flip it um, over and it says totally normal science it does right on it yeah so it um yeah it works i sold it's, one copy it's <laughs> Made it's like hotcakes. Yeah. It's selling like hotcakes because I don't even know where you could buy a hotcake. Plus, I don't think I could eat more than one hotcake. Is that is that just, is that is hotcakes pancakes? Yeah. I always thought it was. Or is it? They're thicker. Is, is that what it really? Hotcake, hotcakes. I don't like think a you, cowboy pancake. But, it, but my point is, it is selling like hotcakes. It's girthier. Have you yeah. ever? Can you even buy a hotcake? No. You could probably buy one, and she's sold one, so they're selling like hotcakes. Sorry, right. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this. It's yeah, most of my podcast uh, interviews have always been one direct point, but it's nice to go go around things. Cause, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Well, when it comes to music, like we do have like stuff to talk about there too. I suppose. I mean, I could talk about Sanzam. Oh, <laughs> no, I was gonna say that like, um our songs you know like well like i said like we're kind of we're a bit of a party band a bit of a party rock band um are we 
like when it comes to live shows for sure oh, yeah, yeah. But, we, but everyone if it's a bad show or maybe that's a good show but we sometimes we do this where we just start talking about weird shit and, shut and it gets really off the rails but what and, i was gonna say though is a lot of our songs like are written about like real emotions that humans have or real experiences that people have that are not paranormal. And then we look at it from like a paranormal through a paranormal lens. You know what I mean? Or like, it's, it's, I think it's kind of interesting and it's something that we just started kind of doing by accident, the two of us. Um, And I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a really unique and super interesting way of looking at lyrics and music and, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else finds it entertaining, but we find it ridiculously and no entertaining. No one can stop us from keeping to release music. That's true. Um, That's true. So, like, we there. write a lot of songs about like toxic relationships or whatever, but like through the lens of like someone who's maybe like doinking a monster, or maybe like someone who got hunted in the woods by a werewolf, you know, or vampires, like, uh, you know, stuff like that. It just you know, it, it it's kind of fun. No, majority of the well musicians that let me songs anyway I've heard in the past that that choose that form of lyric writing they're always in the like horror punk or metal or goth rock kind of genre like you you know where they are when you listen to it like it's okay that 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 makes sense but when I hear you guys talking about stuff like that and you guys are almost not in that particular genre or at least not not choosing to be like in that dark area range but your lyrics reflect it it's always interesting to hear. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. poppy. We definitely have a little bit of a pop punk influence, especially too, because our drummer is, he's a little bit younger than us and he like grew up on Blink 182. And then we're more over here, like in the post punk. You're, you're dating us. Shut up, grunge era or whatever. And when you bring those two together, it's just this like, we love having fun and we love writing like super catchy songs. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, we really like dark material and I don't know. It's just a really weird mix. We never get to talk about our own stuff um, very often, so it's kind of exciting to talk about it. So, well, anyway. we never get to talk about your own stuff. Uh, well, we do, well, I don't know but I mean, we do. About. But like, I mean, like, maybe I try and be more like uh, humble about it. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Or right? I guess yeah, well, probably we don't talk a lot about the supernatural right. um, content because nobody would ask about that or care. Yeah, that's what I'm like, that's what that's, I'm trying to say. Is that it's, it's fun to be able to like talk about the supernatural part of it. Yeah. People you know, people are like, uh, you guys write about relationships. And we're like, yeah, we, yeah, sure, we do. In interesting contexts. But yeah, this I mean if everything is a relationship, you know, if there's sure. more than one person involved, it's a relationship. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um I think I have something I forgot to ask when I was talking about oh. the touring places. Have you guys toured? Uh, yeah. And have you guys come across a tour, uh, a locate or a club that has supernatural stuff happening there? Oh, I think so. I know I've been told at a bunch of places. It's always it's always the theaters. It's, it's always like, the theaters, and it's always the basements. It's, yeah, and people are always like, "Oh yeah, this theaters." Well, first off, the four hundred bar in Minneapolis. That place was weird, but that place is gone now. Um, yeah, but I'm trying to think of when there, we. What was the theater that had? The, oh, like, what about the dom- that had the tunnel underneath it to go underneath the stage? <gasps> I forgot about that place. Where was that? That was so scary. But that didn't they say that place was haunted? Yes, they did. It was scary. We didn't what see anything. What city was that even in? I don't we know. have been around for a very long time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're very young. We're very young. <laughs> Um, you remember when we were 14 we no. we did what i was 14 or 16 okay so yeah 
Um, theaters, like every single theater, yeah. someone tells us this place is haunted. But I, yeah. I don't think we actually had any. We're well. I had okay. I guess there were a couple more creepy things that happened when I was tour managing once. Oh yeah, with Savannah. Um, and she's another musician who has tons of paranormal she, stories. Like she has so stories many stories about skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like her parents had a cabin out in the middle of Wisconsin. What is it with states with W in 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 the name too? That like that makes them just creepy in general. Like West Virginia, you're pretty close to that. The but Wisconsin also Wisconsin's messed up. Really, but anyways, getting Ed, back, Ed so. Gein, you know, <laughs> um, all those guys—they're all from Wisconsin. But but what were you saying though about skin? She saw skin. Oh, she she's skin seen. Walkers. She's seen like her and people in her family out of this cabin have seen things transform, like from person to animal, animal to person, kind of stuff. Anyway, she's someone you should interview. She's amazing. Um, yeah, or not? I mean, or, it's your or, you don't have to, but. Maureen, who is a keyboardist. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, we, a, usually what happens, the paranormal stuff that happens on tour is usually the talking in the van. It is. It's and, the late nights in the van. Did you ever find that too when you're on tour? Like, you're just, you oh, just yeah. get going. No, Lila, after, after telling the stories from the ranch, a lot of guys never wanted to go to where I lived as a kid. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I can't wait to go back and listen to those episodes. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, there was. There's this one um, a woman that um, in a project that I was involved in who she had some crazy stories, but her crazy stories were about her sister and is all kinds of just completely unbelievable stuff from ghosts to Wendigo to like mm-hmm. all over the place. And, and is, I mean, I had to drag the stuff out of her too. Like yeah. she, she didn't want, to talk about her a lot sister of like stuff. foretelling the guy who um beheaded that person on the on the greyhound bus up in up in canada do you remember that no and know. yeah and he oh, was yeah, the guy who yeah who, and he was, was i don't know if it was a full beheading it was and it was he a, was possessed they say by someone like didn't he say he was possessed by, by the wendigo by the by wendigo but or he anyway. was wendigo anyways um uh, she like her sister like had visions of all of that happening before it happened and then when it happened and it was on the news she like oh i am like i have chills all up and on my face now um she uh yeah like she she was, instantly knew but then that it, was, it was what it was it was maureen who um who's the the woman who had she kept having this reoccurring dream of where she's like alone in the woods and there's a lake and it's like black and then just a hand keeps coming up and it's like a pasty white hand. And then she'd wake up and then finally one of the times a full head and body came out and it, it like freaked her out, of course, as it would. And she didn't know what it was. And then later when um, she was talking to her sister about this crazy bus stuff and the guy talking about the Wendigo, she starts Googling the Wendigo and one of the drawings looked exactly like the face that came out of the lake in her dream. Anyways, her, yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that we encounter on tours. Like, but yeah, we didn't have, just 
we yeah and we've definitely stayed in hotels where uh they could be haunted or maybe there's someone that just broke into your room and like they're hovering over you and it's a legitimate issue you know like uh could be like um they're not safe is what i'm trying to say like is it haunted is it really unsafe or i don't know sorry about that i guess it gets disconnected um i'll leave it to megan to edit everything together (laughs) so if it sounds like we cut off mid-sentence in the interview it's probably why uh but we're back um or it was ghosts. Yeah. Well, funny you say that. As a warning I probably should have said beforehand. Um, as we've learned in investigating me and the missus um, and interviews that we've done like this, the roundtables we've done with other inv- uh, investigators and psychics, uh, is that things that are on our side can travel to your side and things that are on your side can travel to our side through the Internet. Um, so if something happens in your home, I do apologize. Oh, yeah. is is that? Well, um, thanks for letting us know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it it depends on like your broadband speed, though, right? I guess I don't know. Sure. Yeah. But also, like, Megan's I mean, got like, the like high quality, high class stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm just saying, like that stuff. That shit never happened on dialogue. No, and if you ever just, get anything from us, it'll I mean, just you ever be, like, really to, like, annoying. You ever tried to like download an MP3 on dialogue? You know, yeah, I mean, there's no ghost getting through that. No. So that was yeah, ever since it, yeah, <laughs> ever <laughs> since the days of Zoom and uh, this digital connecting with people and stuff like that, it I don't know how it works, but spirits somehow can get passed through, and and my ability even works with 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 like this with video messaging and uh, other things like that, which I come to find out actually works with it. But um, yeah, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer um because i know it's late enough already but uh i do appreciate you guys coming on yeah um, no, we appreciate you having us yeah. it was a real treat uh, that uh you asked and yeah it was and it's good to connect with you because of the whole music thing yeah uh and i guess gives a small insight to who are the people that are playing the music and in intro to our our podcast which now the thought came to me this is really meta or ironic i don't know how you want to say it but your interview will also in have the intro to music playing that from you guys interesting <laughs> um well and i guess i guess the big question on my end about all that is after you've talked to us are you still going to keep using the music oh yeah yeah, yeah are you yeah. sure okay because yeah, okay. we un- it's understandable if you're like whoa those yeah. guys. Oh, okay mm-hmm. yeah. uh <laughs> no believe it which I keep this and actually have a question afterwards um, revolving yeah. in, involving music, but uh, I'll leave that as a uh, mystery for everyone to not find out um, who's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, where can everybody find you? Um, well, okay. So our latest album, which we just released this summer, um, which has all of our greatest, spookiest, yummiest stuff on it. Um, that is available at Bandcamp. You can, so you can download it and purchase it there, or you can stream us and add us to your playlist on Spotify. Um, yeah. And, and literally every streaming service we're, we've, yeah, we're, we're there. We're there. We're on the internet like normal bands, but 
Um, our website is maudlin.me. And so, it's M-A-U-D-L-I-N. So if you want to get maudlin, just yeah. type we in are maudlin not, me. We are not the um, sludge metal band from Denmark. We were around before they were, but um, we have no jurisdiction in Denmark. No, in Denmark. it's not Denmark. It's um, Belgium. 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 Yeah. That's not we're, us. But you would... Yeah, you would know. If you're into sludge metal, you know. Yeah, if you're if you're into Belgian sludge metal, then there's also that. But it's you'll you'll probably notice pretty quickly which one's us. Um, Yeah, our latest album is called Grave Danger. Uh, So if that gives you any clue into like what the album's about, it's pretty fun. It's about safety. Yes, Uh, I know. I got on iTunes. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, we're on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's you guys uh, Instagram or Twitter or uh, TikTok? Under, oh yeah, underscore Maudlin underscore. Um, for both. Yeah. And then and also then, we're we also have a TikTok. We're not super active yet, but we will be. Yeah. And I see you also have a brand new TikTok as of a few months back. Yeah. Well, Megan started posting more on the Hidden Shadows TikTok. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 We've noticed that, which is awesome. We're we're gonna when we figure that out, we're gonna do it too. Yeah, snippets from you guys' shows and music would be awesome to see flipping through. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're a little bummed that we didn't get to see Megan, but um that's totally fine. And you can tell her we say what's up. Well, anyone ever listens to our bonus episodes know that the chances of us being together at the same time is near impossible to do a bonus episode because uh it's also correlates to you know our son being awake at random yeah. hours um bonus sense. times yeah <laughs> but um yeah so in the future hopefully we get to actually get, have uh, us together uh doing a, a episode together but um as always uh i appreciate you guys coming on yeah thank you for having thank us you. isaac yeah and you guys can check out malton um anywhere you guys listen to music which I would strongly suggest to you if you haven't wanted to check out, but I would say check them out. Um, But as always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one.